What is good, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Ultimate Wrestling Show. I am your host, Carlos Fierro, and oh my god, today might be the greatest episode of all time in the history of this podcast. At least it's going to be the one that I'm going to most enjoy to record, that's for sure. So, I didn't post a lot last week. Even though I am now officially in summer break. Because I was traveling and I decided to take a little break from the podcast. To start with fresh ideas like this one. So yeah, I was in New York for a couple days doing some personal stuff. And I am back. We will get back to like the news and headlines and previews. Sometime next week. I'm still working on the schedule, but I am planning on having a lot of episodes this week and every week. And I am super excited because in July, I will be at Monday Night Raw live for the first time since the pandemic. So I will definitely be making a couple episodes there. But today, we do not have our mini-series of rebooking. Of fantasy booking like and rebooking things. Instead, we are starting... This is not going to be a mini-series. This is going to be a completely different... This is going to be a series on its own. Where we are going to be... I'm going to be taking control of WWE... All the way from the year 2000... Through... Through... WrestleMania 39 Hollywood. So I'm going to stop there. I am going to stop then. Because I don't think I can stretch it all the way to 40. Because that would be way too many episodes. I don't know when each of these episodes will come out. But it's going to definitely be fun. Each of them are going to be long episodes. Couple years in. It's going to be really, really fun. This is something that I've wanted to do. For some for some time now, I've tried to think of the best way to do it and the best time, and this is it. So I am super excited, and if you are ready, let us get started. So I have the roster up because I do not remember the exact roster of everybody who was there. And quite frankly, this is going to be some fun things. I also have the list of the pay-per-views and the match cards to tell you what I am changing. We're going to be starting with the 2000 Royal Rumble. It was in Madison Square Garden, New York, January 23rd. This is interesting because this was a really big year for WWE in terms of Their roster was pretty good, having guys like Christian, Big Show, Edge, Jeff Hardy now just getting into that peak. Obviously, you still have Mick Foley there, you have um, The Rock, you have The Undertaker, Vince McMahon, Triple H. So my goal is to make WWE super entertaining and just have some great storylines and things and... I'm super excited, so let's get started. I know that was a long entrance, but bear with me, guys, all right?
So the first actual match we had was Taz versus Kurt Angle and Taz won. Nah. We're not gonna This is going to be some a really interesting thing. The first match that I'm actually going to have is going to be the show opener for the Royal Rumble. It's going to be a young Mark Henry. Yes, a debuting Mark Henry. Versus Kane. We are going to have this be a nice, interesting feud. Freshly built. In terms of what it's going to revolve on. We're just going to have Kane. Kane is going trying to start this little... His own Ministry of Darkness to compete with his brother. Because that's going to be a really fun storyline down the line in the next couple months. So Kane is trying to recruit his first member in Mark Henry. He is refusing. And each week, let's say, the weeks building up to the Royal Rumble. Kane is trying to get Mark Henry on board. Saying we can be the most powerful thing powerful group in WWE history if you would just join me Mark Henry is like no I I might be a rookie I might be young in this business but I'm not gonna sell my soul to the devil and that really pisses off Kane so Kane says fine I tried to be diplomatic I tried to talk to you. I tried to be reasonable with you. Now. We do it. The hard way. And now. You will pay. So that sets up. A Royal Rumble match. Between Kane. And. Mark Henry. But we're going to add a stipulation. Not yet. We're not adding this, that big stipulation. That you guys think we are. We're going to be adding the stipulation of no disqualifications. No DQ match to kick off the Royal Rumble. Because, why would you... Because no disqualifications. Mark Henry is going to win this match. He's going to win the first match. That's going to be... Let's do it. Then tables match the Hardy Boys beat the Dudleys. That is what we're going to do. This thing, we're going to have the Hardys versus the Dudleys. But we're going to make it for the tag team titles. Because look, quite frankly, the Hardys are one of... They are my favorite tag team. One of my favorite tag teams of all time. Sorry, I dropped my pen. So yeah, they are... They are they're one of my favorite tag teams of all time. I really enjoy them, and I honestly think WWE could have booked them a little bit better throughout the years, but it is what it is. So, Jeff and Matt versus the Dudleys in a tables match. We're going to keep that, alright? We're going to keep that thing, and we're going to actually have the Dudleys win, not the Hardys. Dudleys will walk out of Royal Rumble 2000 as the new tag team champions. But, the Dudleys get attacked by two 
by two hooded men. We don't know who they are. That's the big question. Alright, next we have the May Young. May Young won the Miss Royal Rumble contest. That I'm definitely going to change. It is going to be a women's match, but here's the thing. We're going to have the women's championship up for grabs. And it's going to be a... It's going to be a, a triple threat match for the women's championship. It's going to be Ivory versus Stephanie McMahon versus Tori. Tori loses to Jacqueline. Stephanie never got pinned. And I know it's a cliche thing that WWE always likes to do, but hey. It's going to come back to us. This is going to start a nice feud between Ivory and Stephanie, which will involve the championship down the line later in the year. So, yeah, quick little women's. We could have that match be a good match. The Intercontinental Championship. Chris Jericho. Nah. As good as the storyline was, I am keen. If we're going to if the... If we do want to have it be Chris Jericho as the IC title, which I am going to keep it. He's going to have a really good Intercontinental Championship match. He's not going to have a big feud yet because I don't really see anyone in this roster that he can feud with. But he's going to have a good Intercontinental Championship match at the Royal Rumble. With Mick Foley. Because quite frankly. Chris Jericho. Right now his feuds. I can't see a big feud. And I don't want to put him in like. Feuds that don't really have any results. Because I was, that would be something that Vince would do. So he's going to have really good matches. With, Chris, with um, Mick Foley. Going to retain the championship. And yes. The tag team titles. Tag team championships. New Age Outlaws. Versus the APA. We are going to have the APA versus the New Age Outlaws. Only we're not going to make that for the tag titles. We're just going to have that match be on the card because well, because it needs to be. I don't really want to replace that match. It was really good. The street fight for the WWE Championship. Nah. Triple H is going to be champion, but we already have McFoley. So this is what we're going to do. He is actually going to start a feud with none other than Shane McMahon. Because Triple H, and this is going to be super ironic, Triple H keeps on saying, Shane has, we could just, yeah, it's going to be a feud with Shane McMahon because Shane has criticized Triple H and even gone so far to attack him. This is a heel turn for Shane because that's kind of how I see, how I viewed Shane in the early 2000s. He could have had a great heel run and that is what he's going to do. 
He's going to want. He's in the base of. He's gonna want to one up Triple H every chance he gets because Shane feels that Triple H has always been Vince's favorite. So Shane is going to be cutting promos saying, So you love cutting promos against Vince, and even taking it so far that he says, So you love. So Vince, you love your superstars more than you love your own family. But yet every day, every every week you're out here saying you're a family man. You're nothing but a fraud. And he attacks Vince McMahon. He jumps him while Vince is getting out of the limo. And that's when Triple H... Gets angry. Triple H is a a good... We're going to build Triple H as a good guy within this story. He's not going to have a face run yet. That's going to happen years down the line. Triple H is going to be like, Fine, Shane. You wanted my attention so bad. You wanted the attention of the WWE champion. Why? So you can have 15 seconds of fame? So you can have your father's respect? Oh, great job, because you have my, because you have my attention. And Shane will then come out and say this. You want me to stop hurting Vince? You want me to stop hurting people you love? I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started doing this because there's only one thing that I care about now. And that is taking your ass down, Triple H. So I challenge you to a three stages of hell match at the Royal Rumble for your WWE Championship. Triple H is like, you know what? You're on. So it is set. Triple H versus Shane McMahon, a three stages of hell match at the 2000 Royal Rumble. Triple H retains. The three stages are, the first one is a no holds barred. Then it's a hell in a cell match. And the last one, a lumberjack match. And the, the, the most important one for this story is the last one. The lumberjack match. Because here's who's going to be lumberjacking. I'm obviously not going to... Like you could have like the jobbers here and there. Shawn Michaels. Stone Cold Steve Austin. X-Pac. Vince McMahon. Sergeant Slaughter's going to be there. And this is the important one. Big show. So those are the lumberjacks, and Triple H will go for a pedigree, but miss. And then Shane, coast to coast, but right when you think it's over, Vince pulling pull, helps Triple H. He pulls Triple H out of the ring before Shane can pin him. 
And then Shane calls him back out. Triple H gets in the ring. And he um, elbows Shane right to the chest. Shane falls. And right when Shane is down, Vince hands him. Hands Triple H his sledgehammer. Bah! Sledgehammer. Pedigree. The ref counts. One, two, three. This way, we build up the incitement. It's really, really freaking cool. Like, because I do believe this storyline makes sense. Shane McMahon doesn't feel loved by his father. So he wants to get the respect. So what better way to do it? And then watch. The main event of the pay-per-view is the Royal Rumble. The Rock won the Royal Rumble this year. He didn't need it. He did not need that Royal Rumble match because he was already a big star. And look, he's not going to have a match in the card. He's going to be in the Rumble. A lot of people are going to be in the Rumble. And here's the thing. Who do I honestly think based on the early goings of this episode, which is right now, what, 14 minutes? Yes, yeah, 17. Through this first episode, who do I think needs it more? There's one man. And that is Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon will come out at number 30. The final four right now, the final three before Shane McMahon, there's three left. With number 30. With people waiting for number 30. The three left. Are Stone Cold. The Rock. And Rikishi. Here's the thing. Stone Cold and The Rock. Are beating the absolute hell out of each other. When Rikishi. Comes in and eliminates. The Rock. So now it's Stone Cold. And Rikishi awaiting number 30. When number 30 hits, you hear, Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. You obviously hear the theme song. Bam. He comes out. His music hits, but he doesn't come out. Shane McMahon does not come out. So then the camera pans back and you see Shane lying on the ground. And you see one person on top of him. And this is going to sound wrong. You don't see him come out until you... So they pan all over the arena. You could have the commentators be like, where is he? Or something. And you could have them cause chaos. Then, you pan it back to the ring. And he eliminates Rakishi. And then you see Shane McMahon. You see a hooded figure in the ring. He eliminates Rakishi. 
and he eliminates Stone Cold. Alright? And then he takes off the hood to reveal that it was Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon wins the 2000 Royal Rumble. It makes sense for the story. Story purposes, Shane just lost a championship match. So he's desperate to get back. He's desperate right now. So he wins the Rumble. And in a fashion where you could really have this storyline build up more. Now that you have Vince involved and it's family of fear. And I honestly think WWE's best storylines involve family members. Look at the Bloodline storyline that we're having now. Look at... Um, Oh, look at, like, the the, the Hardy storyline from back in the day. Like, just look at any good family storyline. Alright, so that is how I would book Royal Rumble 2000. Now, No Way Out. The last pay-per-view between, before WrestleMania. February 27th. 2000 so February 27th interest so the first match on the no way out match card was the European and Intercontinental Championships alright so this is what we're going to start the once again, I told you Chris Jericho's not going to have a feud early in the year. And he's just going to put on really good matches because that's what Chris Jericho is great at. Putting on ridiculously great matches. He had that good match against McFoley in this universe. So who's next? Well, why not? Well, why not make it Rakishi? Rakishi versus Chris Jericho. Is and Rikishi loses to Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is still the Intercontinental Championship champion. The tag team titles, Hardys, will defend them. Yes, they will. Against the Dudleys, a Royal Rumble rematch, but this time the Dudleys don't come out. You pan to their. So the camera goes to backstage and they're lying on the ground. And we don't know who attacked them. So the Hardys issue an open challenge. And that is exactly when you hear Edge and Christian's music. Hit. Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. That is really, that is how you have to do it. Edge and Christian come out and they put on a really good match. And I mean like a good match with the Hardys. You could have like spears, swantons, whatever Christian's finisher move is. Like you have it. And look, 
Hardys retain. So they're heading into WrestleMania as tag team champions. Edge and Christian then pick up a microphone. And they say, you all want to know who the Dudley, who attacked the Dudleys week in and week out? It was us. We attacked them because we feel like they don't deserve opportunities that they're getting. And we're not going to stop. We are not going to stop. Because they are entitled bastards. Alright, so that is Edge and Christian. So it is revealed that Edge and Christian attacked the Dudleys. This is very, very interesting. Next match is obviously Mark Henry. He's going to have a match on the card. Only it's not going to be Kane. Because Kane's group has grown. We're gonna call because obviously Undertaker has the uh, the Ministry of Darkness. So we are going to have Kane's group be called. This is probably gonna be really bad anyway. So it's gonna they're gonna be called Hell's Destroyers or the Devil's Destroyers. The Devil's Destroyers sounds more cool. The Devil's Destroyers. Are here. Here are the members so far. It's Kane. Christopher Daniels. Dan Malenko. Mr. F. And none other. Than Val Venice. Alright, so the match is going to, is set to be Mr. Ass versus, versus Mark Henry. And look, here's how the match will play out. Right as Mark, Mark Henry is going to be dominating Mr. Ass, that sounds wrong. He's going to be dominating, and right when he's going to, right when he feels like he has a chance to win Kane's Pyro is going to hit Kane's Pyro we are not going to see Kane but Kane's Pyro is going to hit that causes a distraction for a roll up by Mr. S similar to how we because here's how WWE really should play their horror Storyline genre things. People are hating on this Alexa Bliss situation. And we're going to get to it when... They're hating on it because... They don't know... Because creative-wise... WWE is not booking her... As a demonic being. Like they would The Undertaker... Ministry of Darkness days. Or how I'm going to book Kane. Or this and that. Yeah. Alright, so Kane wins. Kane's group wins. Edge and Christian with the 
We're not going to have this type. We are going to have a European Championship match and then the start of a feud between Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle. They are going to put on a five-star match and a really good match because that is what Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero know how to do. So, yeah. Eddie and Edge, I mean, Eddie and Kurt Angle put on a really good match. And here's the thing. Eddie's always been better as a heel. We all know this. But I don't want to turn him heel yet. I don't want to turn him heel this soon. Because it doesn't make sense for how the storyline is going to go. Eddie Guerrero beats Kurt Angle. Eddie Guerrero goes to shake his hand. And Kurt Angle just looks at him and walks away. Just looks at him and turns around. So Eddie just got disrespected. In his eyes and in the eyes of a lot of people, Eddie Guerrero just got disrespected. So Eddie's not happy. Taz versus Big So watch. This next match is a really interesting match. This is going to be the first time in this like universe that we're going to see The Undertaker. He is going to issue an open challenge. He says he's going to cut one of the best promos that we've ever seen. And in this promo, he's going to say, I see what my brother, what my quote-unquote brother is doing. Trying to form his own Ministry of Darkness. And that's when he says, Cain, you're running from the inevitable, brother. That's why I'm calling you out. I know you're in the building. You you said on Mon- you said last night no, you said two weeks ago on Monday Night Raw that you want my respect. Well my respect is earned. So come out here. But once again, He doesn't come out. Rikishi doesn't. Remember, Rikishi is a member of the Devil's Destroyers. So he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Undertaker. Brother Kane is not here today. But I will gladly beat you up in his honor. That is how you book it. You book this so good. Look, here's the thing. Undertake, you could have Kane's guys call him Brother Kane or Father Kane. We need to, if we're going to roll into this demonic and scary stuff that the WWE really did like to do back then. And I personally really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed The Fiend. 
I didn't. I don't enjoy the Fiend or Electro Bliss because they're poorly booked. So if we're really gonna dive deep into this whole monsters and higher authority, higher power type BS, then we have to go deep down. And we, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna ha we're gonna do it a hundred percent. So he's gonna be like fine. So at before the match even starts between Undertaker and Rikishi, Undertaker uses his quote unquote powers and makes the ring makes fire appear beside the ring. And he then picks up a mic and tells Rikishi This is an inferno match now. And it's on. Look. We could pull this stuff off. The WWE could pull this stuff off. Back in the day. It would have been a crazy match. You could have Undertaker. Look. You could even have. If we really want to do this whole craziness. We could have the Undertaker. Use his quote unquote powers. To shoot a fireball at Rikishi. But Rikishi. Ducks it. So, yeah. Fireball fight. Then fight, fight. But right as Undertaker is going to choke slam. Going to choke slam Rikishi onto the fire. Kane. The lights dim. The lights go out from the arena. And the lights go out from from the TV. From the, uh, yeah, from like, from WWE Network. When they come back on, we see Kane behind The Undertaker. He saves Rikishi and he chokeslams The Undertaker onto the And look. And he pushes The Undertaker out of the ring into the fire. So the storyline we're going to have is that Kane just burnt his brother. Quote, unquote, killed his brother. It's the thing. People say they love the Attitude Era, right? It's the thing. Undertaker, Kane, this now becomes family business. So think about it. We would have really good stories for people to watch Week in and week out. The next match is too cool, Rookie. Is Rookie should be Chris Benoit? Nah. This is gonna be a really good match. This next one. Eddie Guerrero will then come out to the ring and say, We cut a promo on Kurt Angle. The typical, oh, you disrespected me. So that's when he cuts cuts the promo and he says, You will not get away with this. I'm going to beat you and you will respect me. And that's when GM Shawn Michaels comes out. Yes, we're gonna I really do wanna dive into this whole Shawn Michaels being a general manager and keep him out of in-ring competition for right now. 
because I don't really... Because that's the one thing I didn't like about this his position there. They never took it serious. Because they would have him be an, a competitor a lot. So I'm like, if we're going to have him be a competitor, why don't we... If we're going to have him be the GM, let's focus t- towards not having him in the ring as much. He will be fighting later on in the year. But he's going to come out and he's going to say, Eddie... I respect it. I respect you as a man and I respect what you know and I see the problem. So he comes out. Kurt Angle. You will face Eddie Guerrero in a rematch tonight in a steel cage match so you can't run away. And if you don't show up, you're stripped from the European Championship. And it will be handed to Eddie Guerrero. You have 30 minutes. So look, we'll continue with the matches. Including, now this is the next match. We're going to have a number one contender for the, for the World Heavyweight Championship. That number one contendership match is gonna be, it's gonna be, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock in a no holds barred number one contenders match. The Rock going for us for a rock bottom, it's countered into a stunner. Stone Cold wins. He's the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. So then, yes, the second match, the second to the, the co-main event. The co-main event is this. A six-man tag team match between Triple H, the team of Triple H, Vince McMahon will get into the ring. Triple H, Vince, and Road Dog versus Shane McMahon, Jerry the King Lawler, and none other than Taz. This is really good storybooking, in my opinion. Triple H will go for a pedigree. But Shane McMahon will kick out. And then watch. It's going to be a really good match. It's going to be the co-main event of the show. Great stuff, great stuff. But Shane McMahon will try to go for a coast-to-coast. But Vince uses... Vince McMahon saves Triple H... Again. Only this time, instead of handing him the sledgehammer, he hands him the championship. The WWE championship. And then he distracts the ref. Triple H. Bam. Triple H pedigree. Turns around. One, two, three. Team Triple H wins. But Shane McMahon gets the upper hand. 
It's the last laugh. Because he will grab a steel chair and hit Vince McMahon and Triple H in the back. And assault both of them. Bam, bam, bam. He will have no problem doing this. So, wow. Shane McMahon, I think he really, if the WWE wanted to, I think I am really wanting to embrace this Shane heel run. And I don't really know. Because I think it's a good idea. This storyline, this is in my opinion the only storyline with the roster that they had at the time would make sense to turn Shane heel. He feels like he isn't getting the love and the appreciation he deserves from his father. So he's beating what he thinks is his favorite child. And then the main event is the steel cage Eddie Guerrero Kurt Angle. I get it. The European Championship is not a big title like the World Heavyweight or the WWE Championship. But there's a reason it's main eventing no way out. And that is because it's going to be when Kurt Angle loses. He loses the championship and he turns. And look. Kurt Angle, before the match, cuts, gets like a backstage interview and he says, I want to address my opponent, Eddie. Eddie, you're so confident that you can beat me. I am too that I can beat you. I'm so confident. I will put a stipulation on this match. If you beat me inside that steel cage... You don't just get the title. You will not see me for a very long time. I will disappear from the WWE if you beat if you can beat me. And the reason is Kurt Angle needed to get he we're gonna play it off as like he got hurt in the match. So he needed to recover, but we needed to write him we needed to write him off. So this is the best way to. Eddie Guerrero beats him. But once again, Eddie is jumped as he's leaving the arena. And right as they're gonna pan, and right as they are going to pan and show who attacked him, the pay-per-view ends. It cuts to black and the next thing starts playing. You leave the people who watched No Way Out on a cliffhanger. Because that is how you should you should never do. Next pay-per-view is the first WrestleMania that I will be booking is WrestleMania 2000. But that will not be this episode. That will be next episode. I do want to talk about one thing. We won't get fully into it. This will probably be part of my AEW review. But I want to talk about.
the MMA style fight. I'm I'm gonna get into it more next episode, next when I really do break down AEW and SmackDown sometime next week. But for me, it's gonna be one of the most, if not the most controversial matches of the year. So much so that I'm not even going to consider it a match. I don't think it's a match. I do not think that was a match. I'm considering it a segment. It was an MMA cage fight. That definitely was. That definitely wasn't for everyone. But but I personally I loved it. I I rewatched it. I fully got to watch it last night. In, I got to watch it last night. Because I was in New York, obviously, as I said on this top of the episode. Couldn't really focus on SmackDown or or AEW. Got to watch. Really got to dive deep into both episodes. And, yeah, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. And I will definitely get more into it. So I will get deeper into the fight and my actual thoughts in... The uh, in my um, AEW review and SmackDown review show. Later, later on, to, I will try to get it out today, but maybe I will. All right, so thank you so much, and I am super excited for this like rebooking series. I it's something I've been wanting to do for for months, and I'm super excited that we got to start it. And hey, this is going to be a longer and I hope you really enjoyed it. And if not, we will, I will figure something out. Thank you so much for all the support. As I was in New York, I just saw the podcast kind of just got, episodes got a big listen boost. I'm super happy about that. And thank you so much. So this has been the Ultimate Wrestling Show. Once again, my name is Carlos Fierro and peace out.